the internet, and welcome to season 157, episode 4 of The Daily Zeitgeist, yeah! a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say, officially off the top, fuck the Koch brothers, fuck Fox News, yeah, fuck all that them. stuff. Wow, yeah, it's remember that? Thursday, October 29, 2020. My name is Jack O'Brien, aka O Corona Corona. Sent from hell to screw up our day To the sounds of Fox News Played by white grandmas named Anna uh, That is courtesy of, let's see, J-Muse J-Music Chicago And I'm thrilled to be joined as always By my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray when you drink Mountain Dew and your podcasts are too, that's a Miles Gray. <laughs> when a Mazda's your car and you drive it quite far, that's a Miles Gray. I don't, I, that's all they wrote. But thank oh, you to Jim Halbert, not Jim Halpert, but G-Y-M Halbert on the Discord uh, for that fantastic, uh, that's a more a.k.a. That's beautiful. Thanks uh, so much. I mean, you see with that tight with that uh, screen name that they're gonna have great uh, weird Jim Al. Halpert. No, <laughs> no, Jim Halbert. Jim, like lifting gymnasium. Halbert. Oh, you oh, boy. Gotta listen. Gotta listen. Uh, Miles, you're wearing your Dodgers mm. blue. Is that on purpose? Blued up from the shoes up. Yep. You know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> I, I realize what my TV delay is based on the timing of the gunshots and the third out in the ninth <laughs> inning. Yeah. Um, and I was like, because the second the first pitch was thrown, the gunshots went off. I was like, damn, I'm a solid <laughs> minute and a half behind. I'm like, oh, I just turned it off. I was like, yeah, there we go. Yeah. That's what I thought. Great. I was yeah, expecting I some. all my windows. It was fun. Yeah, I was expecting some last minute antics because, you know, that's that's the world we're in. I was like, you know, honestly, things could turn around very quickly. Uh with just a couple untimely. In terms hits. of them losing? I mean, yeah, there were some any- last minute antics when we found out uh that the best player <laughs> on the Dodgers had tested positive for COVID in the eighth inning. Uh <laughs> yeah. When Rios came on, I was like, What's going on? What the fuck? Like, <laughs> anyway, uh, but right. yes, it's 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 a it's good times uh, in this part of the city. And yeah. yeah, I didn't. I, I was shocked how many fireworks people had uh, left over from the uh, from the LA, Lakers man. win. Yeah, it's LA baby, but it's, it's LA just, We grow them on trees out here. Um, oh yeah. All right, Miles. It's election time. We're trimming it down. We're getting right into it. We're telling people what we're talking about today. Uh, we are talking about uh, where the Trump creep re-election campaign is spending their money. Uh, we are going to talk about this 538 toy that they just put out that is a dangerous time swallower. What uh, is it? Just an elect- interactive electoral college Interactive map? electoral yeah, college map do where it. you can like give one of the swing states to one of the candidates and then just like, and then they're like, and now Trump's chances are 70%. It's, Does it redistribute? Or yeah, is it, it redistributes like, the uh, the chances if that one goes to that party. It's the, terrible. The most fucked up one is the 270towin.com one where you just like click on it to be like, and this is red, and then this one will be blue, and then you start looking at the map, and you're like, okay, so if those are settled... It's like it gives you it gives your imagination, I think, even more room to run, and it's, it's dangerous. Yeah. I figured out that Trump could win... Pennsylvania, Ohio, Georgia, Texas, Florida, and still lose to Biden if Biden wins North Carolina. So uh, that's what I did with my morning. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, a couple of historians who think we're headed for a civil war no matter who wins. We're going to listen to some uh, GOP fuckers flounder. We're going to do all of that. Plenty this more. We'll even talk about the Trump-Biden uh, fridge quiz. Uh, all of that, plenty more. But first, Miles, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by the hilarious and talented Chelsea Devantes. What's hey, up? Hey. What? Welcome, is welcome. Up? You guys, welcome. it was incredible to watch you do your intro live. I felt like I was at a little concert. Thank you so much. <laughs> and you did hold up f- a lighter. I, yeah. I appreciated <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Started dancing, bought yeah, some yeah. merch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Thank you so much uh, for buying the merch, by the way. Uh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. also uh, for people listening, uh, there is a sale on T Public uh, right now. I think until Saturday. So go get go go hook us up uh, and help the keep the lights on. Uh, get some TDZ merch too. 
Miles is rocking his pro social social distancing club shirt. Yeah, uh, it's this is gonna be this is gonna age very poorly. Uh, pro social but, distancing. Yeah, but like when I explain to my kids, like in the ashes of like the nuclear winter, where they're like, "Why do we wear these?" garments that say <laughs> Zeitgang on them. I'm like, they're the only free clothes we had when we lost everything. That's right. Uh, Chelsea, what what have you been up to? How have you been spending your pandemic for the past month or so? Oh, that's fun. We're just checking in on the last month of the pandemic, yeah. which is good. It's good. I've gone through some intense pandemic phases. Yeah. Um, and I, this last phase is, I would say this last phase is experimenting with Xanax as a sleeping pill phase okay. of quarantine yeah. for me. How's I it started, working? Um, it's, you know, too well. That shit's addictive. Yeah. And they're uh, like, you shouldn't do this. Um, but I, you know, I started pandemic with Zequil and mm-hmm. uh, moved into a CBD phase. And, and, then, and then I said, it's not enough. Turn it up. Yeah. So I can still remember my dreams. Fuck that. Yeah. Give yeah. me some Xans. Give, give, me, give me some Xanax. And <laughs> I want to like, close my ten. eyes and open them and it's daytime. <laughs> And, yeah. I don't and then be confused anything. and have this weird feeling in the back of my mouth. And I'm like, oh, what, is, what is that? It's so weird. That does this thing to my throat. Just, mm. Oh, yeah. Every, every, every cough, every sneeze is COVID. Yeah, yeah. And what? how much time do you need to feel like you had a good night's sleep? Like, what's your, when are you feeling like you won uh, hour-wise? Oh, when I won? I, I mean, I I love sleep. I, I would say... Nine hours is great, and that's something Ooh. that hasn't happened in um, maybe seven years. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> that's not – I think right now I'm at, I'm at like, if I only wake up for two hours in the middle of the night, that's a good – Yeah, you're balling. Yeah. yeah, I'm balling. But, uh, you know, you I'm, on, I'm on Twitter at 3 a.m. Come find me, you know. I'm, I'm <laughs> oh, scrolling shit. your daytime tweets. Uh, what do you do during your uh, witching hour? You, you scroll – doom scrolling? Doom scroll, love a good doom scroll. Just turn yeah. up the brightness on my phone so it just really <laughs> sears the nightmares into my turn brain. Turn up the blue yeah, light yeah. on the phone too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really fuck it's with my brain. Time brain. Yeah. Um, are you a uh, waking up in the middle of the night eater? Do you ever snack? Oh, you know, I should start. I should start snacking. <laughs> that that no, actually I mean, might work well. Um, no, I'm not a snacker. I'm 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 like a paralyzed. I like to just to be paralyzed with fear, and I don't mm-hmm. want anything to interrupt that time with myself. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. pure anxiety. A diet yeah. of 100 percent anxiety. Um, uh, yeah, and I read. I read at night, which sounds respectable, but I read um, celebrity memoirs, so it's just sort of like, <laughs> it's like a neutral, you know? Yeah. <laughs> right, right. But that's work memoir. for you, right? Yeah, show. well, now it's work. Yeah, because yeah. I started uh, the Celebrity Book Club podcast. Um, but I always read those books. I've been reading them since I was a teenager. It's been my it's my favorite literary genre. Don't roll your eyes. I'm looking I'm not, at your eyes. Would never, would never. <laughs> I have a medical my, condition that keeps me from rolling my eyes. So. Oh, <laughs> couldn't happen. That's incredible. Um, yeah. No, I, I, yeah. So I've loved these books my whole life. I, I genuinely like reading them. But now it is, it, it I guess it's for work. Right. If go. it doesn't interfere too much with your uh, underrated, overrated, do you have a celebrity memoir that is like the gold standard? That's the Citizen Kane of the Citizen Kane of celebrity memoirs. In that well, it's a movie. No, in that uh, in that it's, it's the a best. really long movie, but we <laughs> yeah. still love yeah. and respect it. Um, you know, I would say I have a few. So Gabrielle Union's incredible. Okay. Jessica yeah. Simpson, I think it's out there that it's incredible. Uh, it's really great. Demi Moore probably. One of my favorites, if not my favorite. Oh yeah, Anna was reading that and telling us all about that. Super producer Anna Hosnier. That was a uh, that was an event for our workplace when she was reading that. We heard new harrowing stories every day. The most secondhand (laughs) book club experience I've ever had was when Anna was reading that book, where she'd be like, "Oh my god!" So y'all. Her fucking drinking <laughs> problem. I'm like, what? Who are we talking about right now? Yeah. It's like, I'm sorry, Demi Moore, the book. <laughs> I caught some real secondhand. Uh, hate for Ashton Kutcher off of Anna's reading experience of that book. Oh, yeah, based on his uh, really uh, futuristic ideas of how alcoholism worked. Yeah. Speaking of celebrity memoirs that super producer Anna Hosnia has gotten us up on, uh, she is reading or just finished reading the Mariah Carey one. Are, are you in on that one? Oh, you guys, please. Please don't, don't. How dare you insult me like this? There was one to ever cop immediately. It's the Mariah Carey one. Isn't uh, it? Not only did I cop it immediately, I forgot I pre-ordered it twice. Then on the <laughs> oh, morning shit. of, was 
put on a mask. That's the Xanax for sure. (laughs) Uh, Put on a mask, risked the pandemic, went to Barnes and Noble, was like, do you have the Mariah Carey memoir? Are there any copies left? And they're like, Read it on the floor like a seventh grader reading uh, the latest Harry Potter book. Just read it right there on the floor of Barnes and Noble. Right there on the floor of Barnes and Noble. Yeah. Yeah. uh, And then, you know, the audio book... Not to be slept on. It's one of the best. Um, yeah, with her narrating. To go yeah. With the book. yeah, narrating, singing, doing impressions of her mother. I've only read maybe one celebrity biography book. It was Miles Davis's because it's, that one is wild and my namesake. So I figured I'll I'll owe it to Miles Davis to read about that, which is very entertaining. Mm. Uh, but I think Did- the. The next one I'll probably dabble in is like one of the managers of Arsenal has one where he's narrating it and I miss his voice. So like, like, tell me about your life, Arsene, please. Mm. I love that. Here's the thing, though. I like autobiographies. I don't like biographies. I don't want to hear it from someone else's point of view. I want you to tell me what was going on in your head. Yeah, from your unbiased perspective of how you're like. (laughs) All I care about are biased perspectives. Yeah, yeah. All right, Chelsea, let's talk about uh, what something is from your search history that's revealing about who you are. Well, this will be right on point because I this morning I was Googling Joe Simpson outfits. That's okay. Jessica Simpson's dad. dad yeah. right. And, uh, you know, the podcast dropped today. So I was like, I got to I got to put some visuals up. And Joe Simpson has been rocking. I would I guess I would call them floor length vests. Um, floor he loves, length vests? <laughs> he loves like a, just like a full floor length men's vest um and i can't even yeah, picture it's weird that. you it's, gotta pull it up imagine imagine a sleeveless robe yeah got it. yes there you go that's sleeveless really robe. what it is a lot yeah, of remember, different fabrics and patterns he's like he's kind of his hype beast fashion over the years has evolved in such a way that is like so confound because i remember initially it was like what why is he wearing the most aggressive boot cut jeans like that he, was like early <laughs> in the mtv reality show days to now like these like weird off-brand Rick Owens looking outfits that he has on. His fashion he's, is not getting enough attention. That we can agree on. <laughs> yeah. He started as a pastor, right? That's like Oh yeah. That was the whole he, thing. He was a very very religious pastor, then transitioned into being uh, Jessica Simpson's manager dad. Mm. And then uh, while she was giving birth, he let her know he was going to divorce her mom. As she as she's like in labor, he's like, you know, Jessica, I think I'm going to divorce your mom. And she's like, what? I'm like in the middle of something. Um, and they've been <laughs> the married for something. so long. And of course, the undertones of that is that Joe Simpson, you know, uh, d- is not into women. And so this was like a big thing. And he's also a pastor. And and so it's it's a lot of heavy stuff. And and she's pushing out a kid. as he Does is. she acknowledge that? That he's like not um, into women? Uh, it is... Um, between the lines, between the lines. So she she talks about him owning his own truth and how that's really important for him. And he finally decided to do that. And like he brings this hot male model to her wedding at the last second without telling her. So there's things mm-hmm. like that. Um, but I think she's leaving his journey for him to discuss in the yeah. Joe Simpson book that I hope includes photographs of, <laughs> of his clothes. Yeah, uh, style evolution. What is something you think is underrated? Um, underrated. I think the back. <laughs> Sorry, I <laughs> right, just did you finally just saw, the the, saw the vest. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, whoa. I'm like, am I in another weird delay where you've already heard her underrated? <laughs> Sorry, Anna just said them. Wow. Yeah, they're a sight to behold. Um, yeah. Underrated. I think um, The Bachelor and Bachelorette as a cultural clock on America. Mm. I think. I think we could predict elections off of this franchise i think watching the bachelor should replace nate silver um i think it is a more accurate look at what's going on in our country and it doesn't get enough attention for for the work it's doing so, so what if we did, yeah, yeah tell us what did, you've learned did the okay. did the bachelor bachelorette predict the 2016 election to me yes i because okay. i was watching it and i was like walk me through so, walk I mean, me through that Okay, so The Bachelor is is one of the number one shows in America. And sort of the way when Trump was elected, they were like, 53% of white women did what? Like, they Mm. they did what? And if you'd been watching The Bachelor, you'd be like, yes, of course they voted for Trump. You've not been paying (laughs) attention to them. Um, And so, you know, in that year, it was Caitlin Bristow was The Bachelorette right before the election. And this was a season where... 
it was, you know, when the woman is picking the men, she's in the position of power. And that season, they brought in another woman and made the men vote on which woman they wanted to pick them. So immediately it was like, we still shit on women. And then her season was all about, uh, she like has sex with one of the dudes early on. And Oh, so, yeah. And, and they were like tripping, right? And she's like, yo, I'm gonna fuck who I want to. Well, right. she yeah, she's like, I'm gonna fuck who I want to, and then America was like, you're a slut, right? We right, kill right. you. <laughs> like, I saw the greatest the goat season recap of this one. Yes, and so people lost their minds, and then the franchise had to speak out and sort of do a like, here's what slut shaming is. We don't want to do this to women, and they were, you know, the whole Bachelor franchise was like, we don't. Are we gonna? Are we gonna allow this? And right. like, that's the year that like, <laughs> it's like, of course, Hillary wasn't gonna be president. Caitlyn can't fuck a dude on The Bachelor without getting death threats. Right. Um, so, and also, you know, the people on The Bachelor are a specific type of person who, like, they always post a photo for Veterans Day. You know what I'm talking mm, about? Like, you mm. can celebrate Veterans Day in a lot of ways, but Bachelor candidates are like swimsuit, swimsuit, me at a restaurant, right, right. happy Veterans Day. Here's a picture right. of a firework. <laughs> um, so they they really tell you, like, what women are up to. And uh, that year was like, yeah, we hate, we, we hate women. We, we women <laughs> hate other women. Right. So without spoiling it, we got a blue wave coming? We got a blue wave coming. Well, but we have to look at our last, <laughs> our last blue wave, which was Rachel Lindsay, the... By and far, the best human to ever be on The Bachelor. She's a black woman. She's incredible. She's perfect in every way. Kind of the way we make uh, women who are not white be beyond perfect to get a chance at love, I guess. Um, Mm. No one watched her season. It's the lowest rated season of The Bachelorette of all time. And it's one of the best seasons of all time because she's incredible. Uh, That was in 2017. And now we're coming out with Taysha. And then the next dude is a black dude. I think... I think if we're watching The Bachelorette, I think we're going to have a, a strong blue wave coming our way. God, that is please my prediction. be right. Please, Bachelorette, save this us. Is, this could be its own podcast, just an entire podcast <laughs> that looks at the political implications of The Bachelor and Bachelorette. That fucking right. rules. Um, I, yeah, listen, I don't have enough Xanax for him to not win. The, the whole show Yeah, that's is what Dale. I thought. Okay, that's what I was saying. Like, everybody knows. And the thing everybody that I learned over the weekend that Anna Dale. showed me, he's a party city model. Because the dude is so light-skinned, he would be a party city model. Uh, <laughs> Wait, so, like legit? Uh, he's like yes, in somebody found Dale. party city? Yes, like you're like, look, he's a, he's a Roman soldier. And they're like, oh shit, he's a Yo, witch man. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a specific like level of model. Yeah, yeah. Party Especially when like you got to ham it Halloween up in a costume, costume when you're like, yeah. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> this, is, this is also going to be the first time, you know, they call it whoever gets the person the winner as if it's not your love life. But I think this is be right. the first time that a, a black dude wins ever. Wow. Ooh. Yeah. All right. And he's winning and now, with Claire. I, and now we have America's black man, Joe Biden, running for president. <laughs> so, you know, good times. Represent, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> One of my favorite underrateds of all time. I'll just say that right there. Uh, yeah. What is uh, what's something you think is overrated? Being nice. Being nice. I think being nice is overrated. I think there are better qualities to be like thoughtful, kind, helpful, innovative, respected, sexy, mm. generous, loving. Like those are cool qualities. <laughs> I think. Uh, I think. I think if you're known as nice, like if the first thing someone says about you is like they're so nice, you're a hidden demon. Like, it's going to be exposed that you're actually a demon. And I, my number one example of this is Sean Hannity. From The Bachelor. Oh, okay. I would know. Sean Hannity, <laughs> I wish. Uh, Sean Hannity is known as, like, the nicest guy in news. Anyone who goes on a show, even Democrats, are like, he's just so nice. And he's nice to the PAs. And it's like, yeah, because he's a demon. And being right. nice is easy. And then he goes on and he's horrific and racist. But he's the nicest right. guy. Oh, um, I had no idea that he was supposed to be nice. I, he, yeah, he has a rep. I do know that he uh, also like spends his free time just practicing MMA, right? Like jujitsu, like in an apartment. Yeah, that like one clip where it looks like he's literally like rolling around in a fucking studio apartment. I'm like, right. what are you? <laughs> what is aren't happening? you in a fucking proper gym? What the fuck is this? <laughs> what is with dude? He is on all weird. Who who can't fight being obsessed with MMA? Like MMA yeah. makes weak men think they can fight. Where they're like, yeah. I just roll a lot. Yeah, and that's enough. Well, 
Well, that's the thing. I think that's like the thing about training MMA is like you get to the sort of point of pain where you can always tap. And unless you're maybe fucking wrestling with an asshole who's going to really like, you know, try and make you submit like fuck, like fuck you up. Uh, you, you're kind of in control while still feeling like, yeah, this is what it would be like if I squared off with Antifa in the streets. It would be my teacher, and I would have headgear, and he is pulling his punches, and then he'll say good job after when he fake is knocked out. Uh, yes. Fuck yeah. Wow. Okay, that explains it, but also, Miles, why do you know so much about MMA? What are you I used revealing? To, I used to do a little Miles' ground game is back strong. In the day. Yeah, you know, ground game. He's a grappler. They didn't want to roll with me. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm fucking limber. They don't know. I, yeah. can bite. I, I regularly, I still bite my own toenails. You know, that's how, that's how flexible I am. Damn, yeah. that's impressive. I'm like BJ over his head. shoulder. His art, his leg. Sometimes oh, we're yeah. recording. His leg will just come up over his oh shoulder. Oh my god! Like, it's, look at that. This is more shocking than Joe Simpson's vest. That, you know what I'm saying? Wait, I'm like, holy be- shit! You really? <laughs> I was just joking, <laughs> man. I what the, the shit fuck? Back here, bro. Oh, what they the don't know fuck? about me. You don't want to roll with me. Shit. I'll have you in a, in a man standing Anna, triangle get, get out of nowhere. Get a picture of that. We need to share that on social. <laughs> that was unfucking believable. Yeah. That uh, needs to be your Tinder photo. I dabbled. This needs to be your merch. <laughs> like, how is this not Hell everywhere? Yeah. Exactly. Wow. It's just my new pose. Hitting a blunt with my foot. Like, <laughs> oh my god, that's unbelievable. That, that uh, would be the first thing that I told people about me. <laughs> if I was that flexible, uh, I can't believe I'm just finding this foot. out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. Well, I I need a break to to take all that in. Uh, <laughs> we'll be right back. And we're back. Uh, we're talking Krav Maga. <laughs> is that, look, is that how it's pronounced? Karate. Krav Maga. Krav Maga. Yeah, the Israeli self defense system. Where the it's the most. Yo, like when you take a class there, I just remember it's all these old former IDF dudes, goons who are like just work as right. bouncers in LA now, and like they're in their <laughs> off time. They they're like being like, "This is what I'm gonna teach you." Okay, every fucking thing, every context of like a self defense setup, the dude was describing assault. Like, he'd be like, right. you know, okay, so this next one, he's like, hey, come here, bro. So let's say you're with your girlfriend out, and this guy's talking shit. He wants to kiss your girlfriend or something. So you're going to walk up to him, and you're going to do this. <laughs> ah, bow, and you're going to hit him like, and you're like, whoa, what is this? Yo, like, you that's break assault, the ankle like homie. this. Yeah, and I'm like, bro, the, and none of these is a thing <laughs> happening where someone is confronting me. It's You're saying right. I'm someone, every time, the, every situation would be like, maybe this guy's talking shit to you. Like, would be the start of how you would <laughs> break out of disgusting. a choke. Yeah, and you're right. like, what is any of this? Dang, that that's the Damn. that's the Krav Maga class I took that I was telling you guys about. Was it? Yeah. Were they were they really raising the stakes in your class? Oh yeah, well because it was for women, and it was sort of like Krav Maga will save you from your sexual assault that is faded in your life. This is you're gonna get oh, out of it, and Jesus so they'd be like, Christ. "Here I am, I'm coming in for the rape. What are you gonna do?" <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> and you're like, uh, "Now for real?" Helpful. Or like, um, "Yeah." But what I realized in that class was that I've got about. 17 minutes in me before I'm done. <laughs> like, they'd be like, run around the room, throw some punches. And at 17 minutes, I was like, I can't, I'm tired. Like, I won't, I've got 17 <laughs> right. minutes until. 17 until, like, minutes. We still have long. to work on the pluck, the pluck. <laughs> this is what happens if someone chokes you from the front. Here are your nine blocks against knife attacks, or yes, whatever exactly. they all were. I remember I had to do all those things. That was all yeah. when I was a very angry teenager. Uh, and I just wanted to learn and how to... some men never become not angry teenagers. No, yeah. They become self-defense teachers. Exactly. Um, anyway, shout out to therapy. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's the other, that's the other path I no longer, yeah, I no longer need physical violence to express myself. I just heard, I think it was on My Favorite Murder, that uh, one of the like pressure points you can use uh, when defending yourself is like reaching into your assailant's mouth and pushing like under their tongue. Oh yeah. Oh. Uh-huh. Which that that seems like you would lose a There's one under your that. nose too. Really? Right here, yeah. Oh, and wow. then behind your jaw, you do these sc- finger screw type Damn. things behind your jawbone. Uh oh. you can get if somebody in a finger hold like this 
and you press up on their index finger, you could fucking do some Steven Seagal shit to somebody like wow. that. Wow. Wow. Welcome Miles. to Miles Agro Corner from 2002. <laughs> <laughs> Can I take your self-defense class for ladies, Miles? It's now, yeah, now it's just so chill, though. It's like ineffective because I'm like, I've turned a corner. I'm like, you know, honestly, like it's just about like surrounding yourself with awesome people. Right. That's the best defense. <laughs> but will you be able to forgive yourself? You <laughs> no. Uh, All right, let's talk about uh, where we're at heading in uh, to the final, what are we at, six days? Six days. Or technically five, five, whatever, who knows. Five days. See you next Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. We're going to be calling this. Until there's widespread civil unrest. Uh, Yeah. One way or another, that's happening. Sorry, you guys, I got to call my therapist and get more Xanax. I'll be be (laughs) right back. (laughs) They're like, do you make uh, one that's like just three Z bars in one pill? Yeah, you like a super, <laughs> just super press Xanax. them together. Can yeah, I like, just miss I, yeah. the next year? Can uh, I get a king size Xanax bar? That's <laughs> 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 what I'm handing out this Halloween. That's uh, what I had a king size uh, yeah. Z bars. Uh, so the whole thing. Um, oh boy, what is going on? There's so much money flying around or not flying, depending on what side of the aisle you're on. Trump is spending like he might lose Florida or doesn't give a fuck if he loses Florida or is prepared just in case that maybe it's not the best place to be spending all his money or he's broke. All of these things can be and sound like they might be true. Um, So where he's only spent, you know, like, I don't even know, maybe a million dollars, maybe even less than that. He's hoping for the RNC and outside groups to basically come in and flood the zone and pick up the slack because... As we were talking yesterday, Bloomberg's dropping money in there. The DNC's dropping money in there. Outside groups are dropping money in there to like the point where they're nearly spending double what Republicans are in a state where like Trump really needs Florida. Like that's a huge chunk of votes for him. So if we take Florida out of the picture, like let's say that, you know, Trump is saying like, fuck it, we might not win Florida, but then we got to win all the other swing states. If that is the case, he would still have to flip like some balloon leaning states too. by that math. Like that's how important Florida is for this whole puzzle. Um, And now but this all assumes shit like, you know, votes are being counted. So we can talk about this shit all day, but we won't really know the reality till Tuesday. But the one thing we can say definitively is that Republicans are getting completely blown out on ad spend across the country. Like it's it's not even it's night and day. The amount of money that the Democrats are putting into it is fine whatever but um, the amount of free advertising he gets from just being constantly on people's tv uh you but know. it's a little bit different you know before there was a fascination with trump when it was like get a load of this guy you know right. and now it's just like covid and trump and covid and this is what he's saying and covid and trump and that's why he's even starting to be like what is everything covid it's all like right. i'm ready to change the channel you don't think that's um, good for him the covid and trump <laughs> all, all, I don't know, the, maybe. all the footage of it's... him leaving his followers uh freezing in the cold you don't <laughs> think that's that good so fucked up <laughs> but the most perfect metaphor and not even just just literal example of how he would treat his own supporters um for people who don't know in omaha he had a rally on a tuesday night left people in the literally like 32 degrees and below temperature uh, for hours because they didn't properly plan how to get people away from the airfield to the parking lots where their cars were or the traffic that it would cause. And like a bunch of elderly people like went down with hypothermia. A couple people had to go to the hospital and shit um, because he literally, he like wrapped up. He's like, all right, Omaha, peace out. Gets on Air Force One and fucks right off off the, t- the runway. And all these people were like, <laughs> yo, how are we getting on <laughs> um, fucking cars? <laughs> Oh God! The only sad thing about them getting hypothermia is that it's not COVID. Like all you just want it to be like five thousand people got COVID when the helicopter touched down. I, right. It, the fact that he survived. Are are you guys still on? Um, you know the Herman Cain watch where it took him thirty days. It's like he gets right. COVID and thirty days later. So I'm still waiting for for day thirty. Oh I, wow! I didn't think about that. I mean, I fully give up hope. I was fully, like I said, I tweeted it out. I said, he's coming out of here stronger, like a fucked up racist Pokemon. Like he's not, oh. this, it's, it's, it's just going to make, if anything, like there may be effects that are negative, like objectively, but only are like, make him more 
fucked up, like more leaning into his he, his brain's already side. scrambled. There's if COVID scrambles his brain, it'll just put it back together. <laughs> like it'll take right, the pieces right. that oh, were messed wow. up and move them again imagine? so he can like He's like, no. I'm actually smart now. <laughs> it's it's unbelievable <laughs> what's happened. The other thing is uh Biden, meanwhile, is quite literally hiding. Uh, I mean, not really, but I mean, he's in Delaware. He's taking a break from, you know, hitting a lot of these social distancing. He's doing the thing you're supposed to be doing. Well, but here's the thing, you know, like going into the last week, you're typically being like, yo, I'm, I'm hitting as many battleground areas as possible just to get, you know, keep the energy up, keep the energy up. And, you know, I, I think some people are a little worried because it feels like he's taking the foot off the gas, but also he's pivoting to yeah. his message that's focusing on the pandemic too, where it's sort of like, no, this is what's going on. This is what needs to happen. Like, this is what I I want to be able to do as president. And the other thing is a lot of those states that people would want him to go to are going through fucked up COVID spikes. So in a way, like it's it, it, it kind of does work as a messaging thing because those are states that are in the middle of, uh you know, really bad infection rates. So, I wish I wish yeah. the Biden campaign would follow Trump rallies. And when Trump leaves them in the cold, a bunch of Biden vans pull up. <laughs> Yeah, and they're like, "Hey, need a ride? Hey, need, hey, need a ride? Have you been stranded in a COVID-infected area? Come on uh, in. We have hot right. chocolate." Somebody like did a uh, comparison. It was a Trump supporter did a comparison where they were like, "Look at like cool President Trump landing his helicopter like on top of all these people, and it's just like blowing COVID <laughs> everywhere." And then they're like, "Meanwhile, Biden's running around with a mask on like a dork," and it's just like, "What? What?" It's we're we're just in such different universes. We occupy such different realities when that is like the cool version of things. I feel like um, when he was elected, we left the old matrix of life and we entered a new matrix. Yeah. And now as we are coming up on the election, we've split and they're just right. they're just two dual realities and you can live in whichever one you choose. Yeah. Well, it seems like that reality is kind of coming back to bite a lot of people in the ass, especially like with COVID, like Idaho is going through a terrible spike right now. And a lot of it is like this thing where if you live in that Fox reality where you're like, I don't have to worry about this shit. It's a right. fucking hoax. And President Trump got got my back. Cut to 35% infection rate in the state. And the governor's still like, I don't know if we need a mask mandate quite yet. You know, like it's it's happening whether or not people are realizing it. But I think... That's where it it's a it's all about how like which version of reality uh, you're subscribing to to explain like why your situation could be dire, right? Uh, just to use this uh, terrible tool that Five Thirty Eight gave us, uh, if Trump wins Florida, he has a thirty percent chance of winning the overall election. If Biden wins, it's like. Uh, 99% chance that Biden wins if he wins Florida. Like Florida is is Florida. the election basically. If if Biden wins, that's the election. Um, are, are you having deja vu to 2016 yes. being on that same website? Okay, because I, I can't I can't go have fun on that website because I still have in my body the day I watched 96% Hillary just yeah. slowly go down. Yeah, in no, this time? is in no way fun. This is me uh, torturing myself. Oh, this is your this <laughs> is your Krav Maga. This is me like yeah. giving giving myself all the scenarios of seeing things like slip away and be, just like preparing myself, uh, which is super healthy. And right uh, when you could just be like, I'm good use I'm, of time. You're like you could just be like, I'm ready in case the president, if Donald Trump is reelected, rather than yeah. like the, the of like getting down to the microscopic level. Of like, <laughs> but which how? What's it going to feel gonna like? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Broward, I thought you were nailed on. Oh God! <laughs> I, I, I um, will say, getting prepared has as is is tough. In 2016, I worked in late night news. We were just watching Fox News all the time. And one day, I went home and realized I had three crank radios. I that I had purchased wow. at three separate occasions. I had because I was watching so much Fox News that I ended up with a bunch of crank radios. And that's when I was like, oh, this is the this is the power of it. So now as we prepare for the Civil War, right. I just want everyone to get enough crank radios. That's <laughs> the most important thing. That is yep. the, so we can talk to each other and keep podcasting. Yeah. 
I'm about to talk about these uh, experts who've been predicting that 2020 was like when we would dissolve into civil war basically since 2010. Uh, but they've been saying that the civil war will be fought with crank radios. Uh, be, <laughs> yeah, just arm yourself with crank radios. Um, no, this is just a, a story. BuzzFeed no, news. no, actually, civil war is coming. <laughs> <Yes>. So, <laughs> I mean, so there, there are these experts who and. You know, just watching the election coverage, you can find an expert who's going to predict anything. And these people are definitely on the uh, in the minority who think that we're definitely headed for a civil war. Uh, one thing that makes it kind of eerie is that they've been saying around 2020, America is going to be really poised for a civil war for 10 years. That's like long before Trump was even on the scene. And yeah, they've basically been saying that inequality is the is the thing that's going to drive America to some sort of like violent conflict that one of the two experts is in 1994, the U.S. military like contracted the CIA to help figure out a way to predict if a state was going to like dissolve into chaos um, bit like after the uh, Black Hawk Down events in Somalia where like that uh where Somalia kind of dissolved into a civil war and uh, America felt like the American military wasn't prepared so they contracted this guy this guy was in charge of like creating the model that was uh basically predicting when a state was going to dissolve and then he hadn't really thought about uh applying it to the US and then this other expert kind of reached out to him and they started putting models together to like see how the US would fare in one of those and it is bad <laughs> it's it's not good um, that, uh yeah i mean we have terrible inequality uh in so many different levels in this country that yeah the 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 seeds are there for sure it's just like it's interesting sometimes when you look at other places that that fall into civil war down like religious like back like religious ideologies um, or like sort of more traditional like, you know, uh, ethnic uh, backgrounds and things like that. Whereas like the U.S. is like it's 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 like depends on where you get your news. Yeah. Uh, and like what culture like it's more of a cultural thing that's like dividing people. Yeah. And so I. On one level, I'm like, yes, it's definitely enough that the fracturing is there, but it's like, are these beliefs like, it, yeah, it, that's what I'm like, what, what is it going to take for it to really get to that next point uh, where someone is beginning to say like, oh, the reason for this, the reason my factory or the reason I have less work is because of Democrats, because they did X or whatever, when a lot of people are starting to kind of like also just kind of start figuring out like it's capitalism and slightly like the oligarchical class too, that there's like, what the, f cause both sides do talk about how these rich people are taking shit. So they're starting to. Yeah. Yeah. They're, it's, but it's, it's yeah, but I get it. I mean, it like when you look at sort of the factors of like sort of the boxes that need to be ticked, like we're, we've ticked many or a par par like halfway through the check mark of ticking a box fully. But yeah, how are I, we going to have a civil war when the one side has all the guns and the other side has no guns. Right. That's what I've always been like. I feel like the liberal side of this conflict feels too secure when, yeah, what you're saying is absolutely true. Like, like what the are we police do, are on with... one side, the, the <laughs> yeah. people with guns are on one side, and like the liberals have a mainstream media that uh, was willing to like roll over for the Iraq war like both times. But you know what we have? We have Netflix shows with really strong female leads. Right. And they could really <laughs> make a yes. difference. Spiritually, it's going to be. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, there's also the the uptick in like gun registrations has been coming from the left. Both sides. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But especially like the exponentially people on the left are also like, I don't know. Like, I guess I need to be able to clap somebody if it goes yeah. down. <laughs> um, yeah. But like, it's definitely... Um, 
it, it the the tension is there. I don't know if it's going to be like door to door, neighbor versus neighbor, or more like these things where you see these like groups like Patriot Front, who like their chat logs just came, like BuzzFeed released some of their chat logs where they're talking about like we have to prepare for violence, uh, no matter who wins. And yeah. like there, there are groups like that that are organized who aren't even aligned with the left or the right. They're purely there for like the establishment of or re, I guess reestablishing the United States as an ethno state. Um, right. And are they going to just fight against local governments? Is it like the, what we're seeing with Gretchen Whitmer, where people are going to just go after very specifically political leaders? It's who knows? Right. Uh, but I mean, but, the, yeah, like the sheriff there was a local sheriff who was on board with the gretchen whitmer thing and like that that's the thing i i think that the degree to which the police are ready to enact violence not just on uh people who are protesting but just ready to do it because they feel like they're being attacked is somewhat underrated but the buzzfeed article about these two experts does end on sort of a hopeful note because they said that America was going through a very similar thing in the 20s into the 30s as like a lot of Europe was sliding into fascism. The U.S. was flirting with fascism. A lot of like Hitler's ideas came from the U.S. Uh, but then the U.S. elected FDR and, you know, he was able to enact like kind of socialist policies that... I, I do think like what to your point, Miles, like the, we, if everybody just understands, oh, it's like the inequality is what's causing all of this and inequality can be addressed, then I think we're back on the right path. But this but, means believing Biden is our new FDR. Uh, or at least he he can hold things off until the new FDR comes along. Or or really, it's about putting pressure on him right. constantly if he's elected so he can cave to the progressive wing uh, yeah. because the progressives are more mobilized uh, to try and get out there. They're not, you know, like, like limousine liberal class people are not hitting the streets because their right. needs are fully met. Uh, but there are so many people who are realizing what the stakes are in this country and what the the pathway there which is refreshing. But yeah, it all depends on if, you know, it's just about these competing explanations for your disenfranchisement or your lack of opportunity. And I think some people who are progressive can see that there's a very, the way this country is set up is meant to benefit a very small number of people while having the rest suffer. And I think a lot of people on the right are sort of disconnected from that reality. They just see suffering or lack of opportunity without wanting to explore it much further and just say, voice i trust what's the explanation and it seems like even now like those explanations are they're like wearing thin a bit you know like they're not right they're not as captivating as shit used to be when you could be like it's the damn immigrants right. like that's kind of like dwindling too like that's not as like oh right because you can even tell like when trump even says that he's even like tired of being like and you know these people come here and um they don't pay taxes and uh so they're <laughs> A drain. What else? Biden. He's a Chinese spy. Like it's Biden's like, son. Like, right. Yeah, because I think like racism can only explain shit to a certain point. Like where you know, because racism isn't like a logical thing. Like it can't. It's it's hard to really explain it's a to somebody. Feeling in like, your heart. Yeah, it's like how do I make that jump though? It's like a Disney character. It's like where okay. Oh yes, my racist. I, I'll open my racist heart to the possibility that this nonsensical explanation is how I will better my life. But yeah, when people's needs are met, they're less likely to look around in anger at people around them. And I think that's the bottom line. To your point about like the thing that can save people is have people's needs met. If you are not starving, you're less likely to be trying to figure out a solution to that that could end in violence. Or if you need employment or other opportunities for upward mobility. Um, so, yeah, I, who knows? Maybe we'll see. Uh, we just got to wait for Biden's, AOC. FDR yeah, Biden's to the AOC. new FDR. <laughs> Don't forget, what's his name? Robinette? Joe Robinette Biden. Yeah, uh. JRB. Listen, don't, don't watch the Kerry Washington Anita Hill movie, uh, or you, your belief in Biden goes down. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I mean, I think most people who, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, listen, you could he, also just read the real history, but you could also watch the Kerry Washington Anita Hill movie about it, and um, it'll go down a little easier. Yeah, right. right. Uh, but to that point, FDR was also a uh, 
racist like socialite. So, yeah. um, you know, people can still enact internment camps happen. Uh, policy that... his policies. Yeah. Um, but that's America, you know what I mean? And yeah. are we the fools for still believing America. in it? <laughs> we're seeing it, and yet we're still like, yeah, man, this thing could work. <laughs> I think so. God, I hope we win. Yeah. But like, there's a, ah, yes, go. There's Joe. articles uh, from, like, I, I just happened to come across this, like, Irish article from, like, the Irish Times or what one of their newspapers where they're, like, everybody's worried about this election. They're just like, yo. What is yeah, they should be to these fuckers like they who because, be yeah, it was suddenly you found out the nicest house on the block was had a bunch of racist hoarders living inside right. and the yeah. garbage is spilling out into the neighborhood. And you're like, what the fuck? I thought that house had all their shit. They were the ones going around calling people out on their shit. Right. And look at exactly. all this bullshit spilling out the front door. They don't even know how to. Ha- oh, my God. And then yeah. I think a lot of people are like. Holy shit, we believe that bullshit too to a certain extent. It has to, yeah. I feel like it has to feel so good. You like it's it's like going if you went into the Kardashian house and it was just full of rotting garbage, you'd be like, "Tight. I'm so happy right. about that." Uh, that's that's what everyone's experiencing now. Yeah. Probably, it's that Michael Jackson eating popcorn gif over and over again. Just yeah, from around the world, or I'm just I'm sure at a certain level it fucks with your whole like worldview. Like if you were buying into like the media propaganda that was being pumped out of the U.S. for decades, that you're like, dude, America's like this dope ass place, man, where it's all good. And to a certain extent, I mean, depending on who you are in this country, you have been experiencing some semblance of a civil war with a constant assault on your existence. So. It's uh, that's why, like, when I look at this, I'm like, honestly, though, there are people out here who really are this. I don't know how much worse it could get. I guess the difference being some stranger is shooting them in the street or something. But for all intents and purposes, they have no support from, you know, the municipalities, from the communities and things like that, from fucking law enforcement, whatever you want to call it. So it's all it all depends on how you're looking at it. It's like when people say they're like, who's to say that like if you say there's no hell, who's to say that this isn't hell right now? Mm. Yeah, <laughs> that is my favorite Instagram quote. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who's to say but you got to do that hell. cursive, but with that lovely cursive <laughs> font on like fake right. parchment paper. Core, who's to say this isn't hell? <laughs> who's to say this isn't hell? <laughs> Live, laugh, scream. Just like <laughs> <laughs> Live, laugh, civil war. Live, laugh, register for a gun, even if you're a Democrat. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. And uh, let's check in with just other, other members of the GOP. I feel like Trump takes up a lot of the oxygen, but, you know, there's other people. There's yeah. There's Lindsey Graham, for instance. Yeah. I think we just need, look, we can keep talking about civil war and how we're going to have to, you know, do Krav Maga with our crank radios and defend our streets. Uh, but just want to take a moment, you know, because even if it all, when it all, when it all falls down, we need to be able to laugh on the way there. Yeah. And I just want to, I just want to bathe in how uncomfortable Lindsey Graham has been over the past month watching his polls just fucking shrink and Jamie Harrison basically be in a statistical deadlock tie with him right now. Um, And all he's been doing is begging for money. And it's Mm. been like the most pathetic thing for this ghoul who just rammed through the Amy Coney Barrett confirmation. Uh, You you love to see that. Mm -hmm. But he was on Laura Ingram on Tuesday night and she straight up gave him the sweet, fucking death of like the mercy mute while he was asking for money at the end of his segment so this is him wrapping a segment with laura ingram and then cutting his mic off as he asks for money uh for uh for thank being you with very us much we really Help appreciate you it Lindsey all, right. all right well <laughs> Help me if you can, Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham. Excuse me. <laughs> Moving on to our next story. Uh, Star wipe. <laughs> he has an, it, somebody. Um, this guy. Who is it? Uh, Brianna Kyler, uh, somebody who's on CNN, she tweeted this super cut of Lindsey Graham begging for money on Fox News. And I just, I'll play a little <laughs> of it because it is sweet to hear how he's like, guys, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, five or 10 bucks, anything. He has like the same line over and over. And let's just take a moment to just to breathe this in. 
I'm getting outraised three to one, outspent four to one. If you want to help me fight back, go to lindsaygram.com. Five or ten bucks from half your audience would fill in the gap that I'm facing. I'm being killed financially. This money is because they hate my guts. Get on our websites, mm -hmm. lindsaygram.com. Five or ten bucks goes a long way. I'm I getting overwhelmed. Yeah, okay. LindsayGram.com, help me. I'm being outraged help two me. to one. If you want to help me, help me. me. LindsayGram.com, five or ten bucks goes a long way. LindsayGram.com, they're loading me up because I'm chairman of the Judiciary Committee. Go to Lindsay. <laughs> this scene goes on for another 30 seconds. Wow. Five or ten bucks really goes a long way. Five or ten bucks really goes a long way to completely just, turn my back on every every value I had. I mean, who who would have who would have predicted this mess for me? Um, so yeah, that's each some shit, 700 Club level begging. <laughs> You know, yeah, that, right. <laughs> that, that, was, that was some like for your soul. It's such a small amount too. Ask, right. Like, aren't y'all the rich people? <laughs> like, ask for more money. Hey, but hey, five, five, five or ten bucks goes a long way. If half your audience Sick. gave five to ten bucks, I mean, honestly, that'll keep that'll that at least get me a sandwich on the way home tonight. Okay. Oh, uh, man. At least so, Bernie Sanders asked for twenty-seven. Yeah, <laughs> he's specific with it. I mean, yeah, you always ask for money with your chest out. Don't be like, mm -hmm, please, <laughs> just be like, hey. Please. I need fucking 10 bucks, fool. Or this shit's fucked up. <laughs> Later on, as he gets more desperate, he's like, this is what's going to happen. If I lose, then what's going to happen to Mr. President Trump? And it's, it's, uh, you hate to see also, it. Also, Lindsey Graham, you it. don't have a family. You don't have a family. Where's all your money going? Yeah. <laughs> like, why, well, why don't, don't you have money? I think because, yeah, he, everyone's abandoned him, though. Like, the donor class is just really, like, the rich, rich Republican people who are used to just throwing money away on these people are like, Guys, your fucking racist shit talking isn't working the same way it used to, and you're not changing the script. They're like, "Why am I? I'm not going to pay ten million dollars for more fucking race baiting bullshit." Uh, because at the end of the day, I got a business to run. So there's there, there's many many things uh, sort of working against him. The one thing, the other thing is I want to talk about is Rudy Giuliani uh, went on Kennedy. Uh, if you remember, Lisa Kennedy Montgomery, uh, most of us yeah. old people remember her as being pals with the likes of Bill Bellamy, Kurt Loder, and Tabitha Soren on MTV, uh, yeah, Kennedy cool the VJ. Yeah. She's been on Fox Business for a minute now and like on her libertarian wave. And actually, for the last few years, she's just been talking like a straight up Trumper. So, you know, <laughs> nice yeah. try. But she had Rudy Giuliani on to, I guess, like someone talked her into letting him go on to make more Hunter Biden bullshit lies up. And she was even like sick of basically how to like just how just vague and um, just unsubstantive. I think if, uh, you're, and, uh, if you're like really pulling for Trump and a thoughtful person, like which I feel like are oxymorons, but like if you are, you probably are really annoyed by Rudy Giuliani because he's like taking up all of this attention, like with this Hunter Biden shit that doesn't seem to be work. Yeah. And this whole interview, right? Kennedy, bless her racist heart or what libertarian, <laughs> whatever she's branding it nowadays. She pulls so many faces during this interview when Rudy just has been like, oh, so the first thing he's there they keep talking about this hunter biden laptop and she is so suspicious she's like so they've had this for a while and you just got the laptop now like i don't understand how does this right. work exactly he's like here's the thing kenny so he's trying to constantly throughout this interview inject new fucking damning allegations against the biden which kennedy's just not interested in this first one is like about how apparently rudy's found new chinese money uh on this laptop or whatever the fuck he's trying to say more money from the Chinese, another $10 million that went into the company that Joe is a 10% partner of. So we, we're constantly finding new, new documents. The most extraordinary thing is the amount of money that in this period of time, at least now that we can count, that went to see he like, so throughout this, he's talking right. like this, and it's supposed to be like earth shattering. And Kennedy's like, what? Huh? Right. She's like, dude, I got to get to the Borat shit in a second. So you're gonna have to wrap this up because I still got to press right. you about Borat. Um. Then he goes on to say, so at one point he says that like Hunt, that Joe and Hunter Biden are like a danger to children or something. We're trying to imply that they are somehow assaulting kids. And mm -hmm. but then he, Ben Kennedy's like, what? And she's like, yeah. And like the FBI and law enforcement, they're doing nothing about it. So she comes back around and be like, let me get this straight, Rudy. What's you're saying right now? And mm -hmm. listen to this asshole mm -hmm. flounder. 
forty million dollars so in bribes. Are you, are you asserting right they now can get that, away that, with local, that, that local and federal law enforcement are allowing young children to be abused to protect the Biden? I didn't say abused. Well, I I uh, use their words. Joe Biden says he's wrestling through paper that he is a danger. So uh, then at one point she accuses him of being uh, like Christopher Steele because she's like basically saying like, you're kind of doing the same thing Christopher Steele did. Really? She's like, what do you mean? It's like, you're like going back and forth between like your like Europe and the U S talking to like Russian operatives and like coming out with stuff that's hard to verify. And he's like, that's slander. He's like, you owe me an apology. And this is like, he starts like vaguely threatening a lawsuit on the air. And then this is the last piece where he fully just like goes off of it, where he's like so angry at Kennedy because she's not like believing any of the bullshit he's saying. And it's it's peak Rudy. You're asserting that I'm a criminal. I'm that asserting I that documents. Eastern Europe is a cesspool and American politics. I didn't politics. get them from Eastern Europe. I didn't get them from Eastern Europe. You are now repeating lying propaganda from the Democratic National Committee and the crooked Biden family. I had nothing to do with Eastern Europe. I got mm. this from the, the repairman who corroborates it. <laughs> All right, you regret- I have, this is, this is Hunter Biden's, this is Hunter Biden's material. It is proven a hundred times over. And I have a voice recording of him in which he talks about being in business with a Chinese spy master. I mean, okay, that's so it's just <laughs> it plays out like that where you're just like, oh right. god, they uh -huh. really aren't gonna also, let this go. It is such a weak strategy to go after Hunter Biden. Like literally, Aubrey O'Day did better reporting on Trump's right. kids on Twitter, <laughs> right? Than Giuliani did with the laptop from the repairman. Like she's like, Ivanka's yeah. a lesbian. Barron's a piece of shit. I got the text messages <laughs> from Donald Trump Jr. Eric fucked someone else uh, while he was married on the table over The Apprentice. And you're like, right, right, right. Now that's some shit I want to go on Kennedy. Yeah, it's really just it. It shows again the desperation and the like. It really shows who's in charge of this campaign. Like any other person who did any polling would have been like, probably attack Biden on these things, especially right. in these markets. But they're like, no, you believe the, that Russia hoax? Remember what that did for Hillary and then the emails? That's what we got to get now, secret emails, because that was the key in 2016, and I have not grown past this strategy. So that you got these two senile old men who are so insistent on this like really stupid tactic. And, and using just, the and word crooked? He was trying to recycle yeah. crooked on Biden, right. and but he it was it was that a uh, thing you were talking about where they're tired of it. They're like crooked Biden. <laughs> right. I don't know. I'm sorry. I get it then. Oh, but God. then what's funny is she wraps up the interview, being like, "Okay, so let's get into the Borat thing." I'm sorry. Like, thanks oh, for really? that nonsense. Yeah, she's like, "Um, fam, like what what was going on?" She, and she basically just puts him to the sword, saying like, "I have a 15 year old daughter, and when I watched that scene, that shit did not look right to me." And right. he's like, "What did no. he say?" He essentially asserts that the second he felt something was untoward, he immediately called his head of security and then they called the NYPD or like they called the local police and then the police showed up and that's when they ran out because he knew the whole time that it was some bullshit. So it was truly this like lies upon lies and they're like, but the footage is very clear. Like you didn't call them. Like you actually put your hand in your pants and then he goes on. Yeah. Really like, you actually just he... laid down on the bed like <laughs> with your pants yeah, doing a little yeah. squeezy down there. Come on now. The thing that he felt was untoward was his penis. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it points in a weird direction. It's yeah. that, untoward. That's true. the true IQ test. Is is someone who looks like Guliani, you're like, send in a hot 15-year-old, and do you truly believe this woman wants to have sex with you? Okay, you have an IQ of five. Like, how do y'all <laughs> not know <laughs> Yeah, this is a setup? People are getting too focused on the idea of like whether he was tucking his shirt in or not tucking his shirt in or could conceivably be seen as tucking his shirt in he was laying down on a bed of a someone he thought was a 15 year old giving out did his she address she, yeah did she present herself as 15 for the interview part i think so yeah did, because oh, really? didn't well sasha baron cohen said dear she's 15 she's too old oh right he something. says that oh right. no that's yeah. what he says that when he comes in so maybe he didn't know it was 15 but either um, way uh, you're, you're not laying on your back like that the only context is in a doctor's office might right. be where you're laying down yeah. somewhere with your pants down to be like <laughs> yeah. i don't know man i got i might have this hernia can you check me out doc uh yeah. versus <laughs> like where's the sound pack 
I've had to wear my balls. <laughs> I've had to wear those microphones many times, and they're not. They don't require you to lie down uh, and be drunk to to remove them. Yeah, even oh. with the cheap ass Sennheisers, that just goes right. on your belt loop. You know the Electrosonics. Yeah, maybe you put a leg band on if you got a real tight outfit on. All women should have a little alarm system installed on your lower back just right above your ass and when a man touches it the cops get called <laughs> yeah right. that is that is men's That's like preferred move. yeah like i'm gonna yeah. touch this and then and then i'm gonna have sex with a 15 year old Ugh. uh yeah america's well, mayor mr mayor yeah yeah kennedy Chelsea. though she did try and be like but before you go rudy after he threatens her by saying like you're defaming me she's like remember this photo we took this in like 93 it's her bill bellamy and rudy giuliani like at a new year's ball countdown or something and he's like i don't care he's like you had me on under false pretenses and oh she's really like, but, yeah she's like but i loved it she's like in the end kind of still fucking with it. it's funny because <laughs> kennedy starts being like you're bullshit rudy so i'm just gonna end this by trolling you um wow but, you know. They're her show tired. is so. I, her does her show get a lot of play on Fox? Because last time I checked in, she had like a little cutesy like Bratz font behind her of like Kennedy with a star, <laughs> and like no one was checking in. Because how yeah. else is she getting away with uh, trashing Rudy? I don't know. I mean, she's you know she's on Fox Business now, so she can she, she has a little more free reign. But the, but most of the time, I remember during the impeachment, like how she was so. Just just mainlining Fox News talking points. And I'm like, there's no way you're not just a full blown Republican. Like you're not even you're not even having the like appearance of trying to be like, well, this is happening and this is happening. I'm curious to see, but it's Fox. Right. So. I don't honor libertarians ever. Like if you're a libertarian, right. you're just a weird Republican. You're not actually right. libertarian. You just smoke you're weed. A Republican sometimes. who smokes weed, yeah. Yeah. You smoke uh, weed and are still <laughs> racist. Chelsea, you're you seem like you're kind of an expert on Fox News. What what was your job when you were like watching so much Fox News in twenty sixteen? Um, well, so I started working for John Stewart when he did his HBO show, which was right after The Daily Show. Uh, got um, it. it never aired, but uh, I worked on his farm for a year, and we watched Fox News day in and day out, like just constantly. And then after that, I worked on The Opposition with Jordan Klepper, which was kind of the Alex Jones show. So then I was also watching Alex Jones and those cool Holy people. shit. Um, and that's when I started buying crank radios. You know those those right. um those backpacks that are like 72 hours of survival. <laughs> yeah. I have five yeah. of those. And it, yeah, it wasn't until I'd been in the for job weeks. for a, yeah, a few years where I was like, why do I have so many survival backpacks? Right. Why do I have all these Jim Baker food buckets too? Yeah. <laughs> why am I taking these Alex Jones supplements to fight COVID? Yeah. Uh, nutraceuticals. Yeah. <laughs> excuse me. Excuse me. Nutraceuticals. So you can become oh. a caveman. Uh, well, Chelsea, it's been a pleasure having you uh, on, the, on the show. Where yes. can people uh, find you and follow you? Well, you can find me and follow me at, at Chelsea Devantes. Um, on Instagram, I do the Celebrity Book Club recaps, which is a different form of Xanax. You know, it's where you're like, <laughs> Civil War, Civil War. What's Mariah Carey up to? Um, it's just like a good balance. And that uh, Celebrity Book Club podcast, the first episode's out today. Um, Jessica Simpson, Demi Moore, Mariah Carey, all that shit's on the way. And um, and yeah, I guess I'll be registering for a gun soon. So look for that in my stories. <laughs> I'm going to be reading Mariah and at the range, getting ready for right. Civil War. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, is there a tweet or some of the work of social media you've been enjoying? Oh, oh, some of the work of social media that I've been enjoying? <laughs> so, well, Some social media art. Some social media art. You know, I saw I saw a tweet from the Dodgers game last night with these just four women in the car being just having the fucking night of their lives. That brought me joy this morning. Um, <laughs> you know, I really want to give a shout out to some of the great social media artists out there. But, um, <laughs> you know, I will say um, this. This is so stupid because he is my boyfriend. But Yasser Lester has been trolling, has been uh, <laughs> has been trolling Republicans in a pretty spectacular way. And. Also trolling fake allies and getting them to shave their eyebrows. And yeah. um, that's brought me a lot of intense joy. Yep. Yeah. We, we've definitely talked about his uh, his artistry on his, social His media. artistry, taking down <laughs> Jersey Mike's, you know, just fighting yeah, a yeah. good fight. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and I, I've, I have a front row seat to, to his dealings. <laughs> uh, Miles, where can people find you? What's a tweet you've been enjoying? 
Twitter, Instagram, at Miles of Grey. Also other podcasts, 420 Day Fiance with Chelsea's friend, Sophia Alexandra. The best you know podcast, I mean? best show. Hey, 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 stop by where we just get, you know, unfortunately they took down our tags of Arnold Schwarzenegger being in the episodes despite my great impersonation. So Apple Podcasts, <laughs> I have something. Your smart tagging needs some re-upping and some reworking. Uh, some, some tweets that I like. One is just from uh, Lacey Mosley because... She was on ABC News' show, The Con, um, yeah. two nights ago, and she posted a screen cap of her on the show where she looks like she, it's like a fucking very serious documentary, and she's in the middle of a sentence where it just says, Lacey Mosley hosts Scam Goddess Podcast, and it just feels like a scam already, um, and I just love uh, her and her work, so just it's just a funny image, but the two tweets I like uh, are coming from Reductress. The first one is how to stay humble even though you own the 12 foot Home Depot skeleton. <laughs> I don't know if y'all seen that shit around. <laughs> yeah. People with these 12 foot fucking skeletons, it's, a, it's so stupid. Uh, mm. But whatever, people love this spooky shit. Um, and the second one is also from At Reductress. It's a woman looking at her laptop, just confused. It says, Woman hasn't seen desktop background in two years. Uh, for people, for a cluttered <laughs> desktop gang, uh, you know, you know how that is. Tweet I've been enjoying is from Janelle James. I think in response to Jared Kushner talking about effort and how uh, black people in America have to want success as much as the president wants them to succeed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Janelle James said, "Somebody asked Jared Kushner what he's been good or successful at besides nepotism." and standing in the corner of my room during sleep paralysis. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, where we link off to Foot the information notes. that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song we ride out on. Miles, what are we riding out on today? Uh, we are going to go out on a track by Jimmy James, J-I-M-I-J-A-M-E, dollar sign. Uh, and this track is called Bullshit or Worry. And it's just a great, um, I'm, not, I'm not familiar with their, this group's work or if it's a solo artist or whatever, but it's got like great dystopian, like soul pop vibes, uh, which I like. I'm just like, everything sounds like music that will be made 10 years from now. Uh, mm. Just like with the backdrop of our weird and wacky democracy slash not democracy uh so yeah check this one out bullshit or worry because fuck both of them fuck the bullshit and fuck the worrying so yeah jimmy james take us away you can tell i agreed with that because i gave you the michael barbaro mm. Uh, mm. when you said it uh make them the say highest complicant mm. the highest nah, compliment nah, nah, nah. somebody can get on a podcast uh, all right. Well, the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for today. We'll be back this afternoon to tell you what's trending, and we'll talk to you all then. Bye. 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 Bye.